back to the If It Fits podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Payne. And I'm your other host, Michelle Jane. How are you, Jess? Yeah, I'm all good, thank you, this week. All good. I'm feeling really awake and alive today. I had my COVID jab at the start of the week, my second one, and I just felt absolutely wiped out after it. I felt fine, like not ill or anything, but just really tired. Like I, I drank a monster, a pre-workout, and then I needed like another monster. I didn't drink it. <laughs> I thought I could definitely do with another one. <laughs> and um, yeah, but I had a really good sleep last night. And for the first time this week, I feel like I'm wide awake, which is a really nice feeling. So all good in the hood. How are you? Amazing. Yeah, I'm all good. My little... Oh, what should I call him today? My little puppy, I won't call him a name, is uh, <laughs> keeping me busy. But um, yeah, I bought a new car. Ooh, exciting. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I had to. My other car was absolutely embarrassing. So I bought it from brand new, loved it. Ran it since 2014. We got to the point where the electrics were going, um, the gearbox, the clutch, the starter motor. Um, and sometimes it wouldn't start or it'd take me ages to start it. And obviously I started CrossFit with a friend and I would have to wait for her to leave. So we'd both like get in our cars next to each other. And I would wait, have to wait for her to leave to start my car because it was just embarrassing. And sometimes she'd be ringing her boyfriend. I'd be sat in the car like, come on, just leave so I can go home. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, my car, my new one is a lot bigger. Um, and I was so scared to drive it. We picked it up on the Saturday. Phil drove it home. He drove it on the Sunday. Then Monday, he went to work in his van, and I had to drive the car. because obviously, I had to pop out, and I had to go into CrossFit Monday night. Um, and I live on a lane, and the, the lane I live on, you've got to like, give way. So it, there's only enough room for one car, and I yeah. was praying, going down the lane, praying no one was coming up. So I didn't have to give way. And touch words, I haven't had to give way to anyone yet. Oh, God. <laughs> And I it's feel so I'm driving scary. a bus because I'm so high up. Like, my last car was so low. Um, like, his nan and grand are getting old now. His mum and dad, and we're struggling to get in and out because it's so low down. Right. So we thought we'd get a bigger car so we can, like, take people for, give people lifts and whatever. Um, but, yeah, but it, it's, it's massive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that. I've only ever driven really small cars. Um, my car now is actually longer than what I've ever driven before and I was so nervous when I first ever drove it like the bonnet is really long and I was like mm. I can't see the end of it like how am I supposed to see how to park I've got used to it now but they keep ringing me about upgrading and you can exchange your car now and you'll get a really good deal I'm like I don't want to I like my car like leave me alone well my first car was a street KA so a little KA convertible oh I know yeah <laughs> My cousin used to call her a roller skate. Now, I couldn't reverse park because when I, my first car was a, a two-seater car. And when they teach you, when they learn you how to reverse park, they tell you to line up your back seats with the car. And yeah. I'm like, when I first bought my car, and I was like, what, what do funny. I do? I've got a back seat. <laughs> so I didn't reverse park for years. Didn't you? <laughs> like, no, I couldn't do it because I was just so confused. Like, what do I do? I got no back seat. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, I've had plenty of little cars over the years. But that's exciting. Exciting week. New car week. And yeah, I so I can just leave out. CrossFit now. I don't have to wait for my friend to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna point out that we've swapped today. You're sat drinking a monster. I know, I actually I'm not. <laughs> what is going on why have we swapped places 
Well, I went to the shop this morning because I had to get some more treats for the little monster for his walk. Um, and I'm just so tired and I'm trying to cut down my co my coffee, even though this has got caffeine in it. It's not actually as much as Costa. No, it's like half the amount of caffeine. <laughs> um, I just fancied one. I did have a rule where I would try all the flavours once and that's it. But um, yeah, I broke my rule because I've tried that flavour before. <laughs> well, you used to say to me, I don't like monsters. Better. And this is Jessica's fault, now. by the way. She's got me on to monster. Well, one, it's cheaper. And two, it's got less caffeine in it. Less caffeine and it's more filling. So if you like hunger yeah. well, like it keeps the hunger at bay. <laughs> when you and get it's keeping me off a diet coke, which the doctor, the dentist told me off a diet coke. It's just still carbonated. You've but it it for it's not yeah, for another carbonated drink. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, okay. Awesome. Well, let's get stuck into today's topics because we've got quite a lot to discuss today, actually. So both Michelle and I have recently put out posts that kind of interlink on our social media on Instagram so we thought we'd cover those today and just go into a bit more detail you know there's only so much information you can put into the caption on Instagram so it doesn't really give us much of an opportunity to go into the detail on stuff so that is what we're going to do today so we're going to start with talking about the fact that fat loss isn't linear and then Michelle will talk later on more about her post, which is what's yours about, Michelle? Not giving up. Yeah, so basically mine is not giving up with the first hurdle. Um, so kind of interlinks with um, Jessica's. Yeah. Okay, cool. So fat loss isn't linear is what my post is all about. And if you want to go and have a little look, which I actually recommend because I've got a graph on my Instagram post, which shows one of my clients' weight loss journey so far. Um, and you can see the fluctuations which go up and down, up and down, up and down on, on a whole, like as part of a trend, it's moving downwards. But you'll see there's lots of spikes where it goes up. So I really wanted to just give you a nice visual to demonstrate what I mean when I'm saying fat loss isn't linear. So if you're not following me on Instagram, go and have a little look at that. I posted it on, um, what date is it? <laughs> So 23rd, 23rd yeah. yeah look at my post from the 23rd fat loss isn't linear you can't miss it and my instagram is jesse j-e-s-s-y underscore pain and gains and you've got the link to our instagrams both of ours at the bottom of this podcast anyway so have a little look so basically i wanted to talk about the fact that when you step on the scale all too often i hear you know from over the years from one my own experience to speaking to my friends and family and when they're trying to go through a fat loss journey and then obviously now whilst talking to clients and um, prospective clients as well people get really really frustrated when scales are not moving down you know especially when they they're adamant you know they are in a calorie deficit they're sticking to the calories that they need to be on to be in a deficit they're getting all of their daily steps in for example or their cardio or and their weight training whatever they've got um set out as as their plan to help them on their fat loss journey and very often you'll feel like you are putting in all of the effort you're ticking the boxes every single day it gets to the end of the week and you haven't lost any weight on the scale and people become become so frustrated. We're all human and we're, you know, especially as females, we've had that ingrained in us over the years that we should be losing a pound of fat per week. You know, that's what you always hear, isn't it? A pound of fat yeah. per week, um, which, 
you can but the scales always you always need to remember that the scales aren't everything and on the scales your progress is not going to look linear it's not going to gradually go down every single day in a nice straight line because life isn't perfect and the scale isn't the only way of measuring fat loss so i wanted to really talk about that and some of the reasons why you might find that your weight is fluctuating up and down um, so first of all the first reason that i mentioned in my post is you're holding water in your muscles so you need to remember that your body is made up of around 50 to 70 percent water you know depending on your the individual person the size it's usually around 60 percent for males and around 50 percent for females based on you know the average male and female within our bodies then muscle tissue also is made up of around 70 to 80 percent water and then our fat tissue is made up of around 10 percent water so that is huge you know if you look at how much water our muscles are holding in our body so when you are training and exercising especially if you are a beginner you might notice when you first start that the scale actually fluctuates upwards a little bit or you know even us as seasoned trainers i might go to the gym and train a really hard leg session and the next day i can weigh you know three pounds heavier than i did the day before and there's reasons for this and this can be down to muscle inflammation so when we are resistance training obviously the whole point of us doing that is so that we can break down the muscle fibers and that is what helps our muscles stimulate and grow they repair and they get bigger over time and um, so we get these little microscopic tears in our muscles basically and then to aid recovery our body will start rushing a load of water to our muscles to help them recover to make sure they're hydrated so you're going to get more water in your muscles and then we've got carbohydrates are the primary fuel source that we use for exercise okay carbs are stored in our body as glycogen and then as the body breaks down this glycogen one of the waste products of that is water so for every one gram of glycogen or carbohydrate that we store in our body this is bound to three grams of water so what you're getting after that exercise session is fluid gain you haven't gained three pounds of fat overnight your muscles might be holding more water so you've got this fluid gain going on in your body so during exercise your body's going to be breaking down more carbs for energy because carbs are our primary fuel source that we use for exercise in the body so you're obviously then going to get more water added to your muscles and i think this is something that many people don't realize and you know they a lot of people will i trained really hard yesterday and today i'm two pounds heavier and that is you know those reasons there are the reasons why you might be heavier and you probably hear that as well michelle from clients and friends oh, all the time yeah it's, it's it and it does make you frustrated it does make you think but this is another reason why i like everybody to weigh and michelle i think do you ask everybody to weigh daily i can't remember i do yeah but um a lot of them don't i know do not everybody likes doing it but yeah. yeah that's why it's, it's it is better if you've got the the weight being monitored on a daily basis so that you can see these fluctuations and start to understand the reasons why and that's one of the reasons we really wanted to go into detail today on a lot of these things because hopefully you will start to realize and start putting less emphasis on the number on that scale because 
you are not defined by the number on the scale, if that makes sense, and neither is your progress. It doesn't mean that you're not getting anywhere just because you're seeing fluctuations on the scale. Did you want to add anything else to that one, Michelle? No, because mine kind of ties into that then. So obviously the... What you've got to remember with the fluctuations is there's 3,500 calories to one pound of fat. So if yeah. you know you haven't overate by 3,500 calories, then you haven't gained a pound of fat, especially overnight. Exactly. Um, it, it, you know, it's just impossible to gain a pound of fat overnight unless you overate by 3,500 calories. So it is trying to move people away from um, looking at the scale. So I recently just had a client. Um, do you mind me saying, Fionn? She trained with me in 2018, she lost three stone, looked amazing, went away, tried it on herself. Um, she gained a better stone, um, come back, said, I need accountability. Um, I want to get back to the way I was um, in 2018. I say, okay. Um, she's now leaner, got more muscle than she was in 2018. She got a smaller waist. She's so much leaner, but she weighs half a stone heavier. And yeah. she keeps on to me like, oh, I'm, I'm working really hard, working hard, I don't understand. Um, I want to get back to that weight. So I took a before and after. So I found her after photo from 2018. I put it against her photo now and showed her the difference. And she just couldn't believe the difference. I was like, you are half a stone heavier now, but look how much smaller you are. I said, look at your legs, your legs are solid. Um, like you could see your quads and her hamstrings. I said, your waist, your waist is 24 inches. I said, your waist there was like 28. I said, you're so much smaller now. I said, stop looking at the scales. I said, go by how you're feeling, how you're looking, how your clothes are fitting, and just how much leaner and more well, toned, how much muscle you have. So showing her that, then kind of like a light bulb went off. Yeah. She said, oh, yeah, you know, I, I'm chasing that weight. I didn't realize how I look now compared to how I looked then. So she was always fixated on the scale weight. She wasn't really looking how she looked compared to then. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. That's literally a prime example, isn't it, where pictures are so important as well and I you posted her didn't you on your Instagram yeah I yeah I saw it so go and have a look at that on Michelle's page just so that you can see the yeah difference. I will be posting it on my page as well in a few days time it was on my story so it's not actually on my page oh, it's yet, on your story sorry I thought yeah, I'd, yeah, yeah it will be on my page so um yeah it's, it's just so important that you can obviously be smaller leaner have more muscle she's on more calories now than she was then yeah. She's got more flexibility, better lifestyle. She's wearing clothes that she wouldn't wear when she was that weight in 2018. Um, but all that outweighs what the scale weighs. So when I painted the picture of all that, told her you're on more calories, you've got a better lifestyle, you're wearing clothes you wouldn't wear back then. You know, you, you always wanted to wear shorts. You wore shorts in the summer. You wouldn't wear shorts in 2018, but you're still fixated on the weight you was in 2018. Yeah. Yeah, and it's Which such just a crazy mindset to have. Yeah, session, doesn't it? So we really want to start. You know, this one podcast isn't gonna, you know, change everybody's ways, but hopefully, it'll get you thinking. And maybe if you do find yourself starting to fixate on the number on the scale, you might think back to this podcast and and start to slowly get over it. It is a difficult thing to get out of over time, but it's good yeah. that you, you're in a corner there and you're able to describe all of that to her because. Great that she can eat more calories. Obviously, now she's built up more 
muscle tissue. So she needs more calories. She's going to burn more calories at rest as well. So this is again, why we drum home the importance of resistance training and weight yeah. training, like it all adds up and, you know, it's difficult at the start and it, it is a bit of a journey to get to that point. But once you get there, life is just so much better, isn't it? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you someone who used to go to like slimming clubs because they're always fixated yeah. on the scales. So it is hard. It is hard. I've been there. I was always fixated on being under nine stone. Now I'm over nine stone. Um, and I look better, feel better, on more calories, got a better lifestyle, my relationship with food is better. But if I just concentrated on that scale weight, then I wouldn't have all that. So now um, I'm over nine stone and I'm not really fixated on the scales anymore. So it's like, stop um, by comparing yourself to what you used to weigh before. Like I, I used to weigh under nine stone before and I was like the first time I wore a crop top. So I'm always... I always used to go back to that. Like I'll feel better if I'm under nine stone. Yeah. Where I used to get into nine stone and I didn't feel better. <laughs> well, no, you don't, do you? Because it doesn't define you. And me and my sister no. grew up like that. I remember my sister moaning because she was seven stone. <laughs> Obviously we were a lot younger then, like, but she was always naturally really tiny. I was always like, I think I was ecstatic when I was in the eight stones and then the nine stones, but yeah I remember my sister being like I'm in the seven stones now and I was like oh my god stones, <laughs> you're yeah. like a teenager and you're growing bone and you're getting bigger and yeah in. <laughs> okay cool so the next point that I wanted to talk about which actually flows in nicely from what I just talked about was you might notice the scale fluctuating upwards if you've had a higher carb meal so as I just explained for every gram of carbs that we eat well carbs are stored as glycogen in the body for every one gram of black i can't talk one gram of <laughs> glycogen that was a mouthful <laughs> for every one gram of glycogen stored in our body our body holds around three grams of water again fluid gain not weight gain nothing wrong with that either by the way you should not be trying to not get fluid gain because it's really a really important process for your cells your organs your muscles um, so as well as the muscles, glycogen is also stored in the liver as well as the kidneys and you know the rest of the body. Even our bones, I think, are made up of around 30% water. So when people go on a ketogenic diet, so you know the low carb diet where they're eating minimal amount of carbs every day, you always hear people raving about it. I know so and so lost seven pounds in a in a week or seven pounds in four days on the keto diet. Well, the reason for that is it's not fat, first of all. It's literally just due to the fact that they have less glycogen stores and therefore they're holding on to less water in the body. They, they've, their body has just shed and used up those last bits of glycogen that were uh, water that were attached to those glycogen cells and they're depleting those and they're going to then start using the fat stores in the body for energy instead of carbs. So I know water weight is thing that people throw around or she lost water weight but hopefully by explaining it like that you can understand what exactly is happening in the body so it's literally those three grams of water that are attached to every one gram of glycogen they're being shed by the body and once they're gone you're obviously going to weigh less so people are not just magically losing seven pounds of fat in a couple of days but on the flip side to that then obviously if you have a higher carb meal you might notice 
that you gain a bit of weight or particularly if you have like a higher calorie day. So if you've banked calories up throughout the week, like some of our clients do where we give them a weekly calorie target. And if they want to eat a little bit more on the weekend, they'll eat slightly low, lighter, slightly lower calories in the week. And then they'll have one higher calorie day, not a cheat day or a cheat meal because that's a horrible term. It's literally just eating within your calorie targets, your weekly targets. But after that day or after that particularly high carb meal, you will more than likely see a rise on the scale again because of the water that's being stored. The three grams of water that's being stored with every one gram of glycogen. So hopefully that helps you understand exactly what's going on in the body a little bit. So you don't need to panic if you wake up. A lot of people have said to me in the past, oh, pasta makes me gain weight. Pasta makes me bloated it it doesn't you're literally just holding on to water because of the high carb content in the pasta there's nothing wrong with it it's going to stabilize it's going to be used up by your body by your muscles by your cells like it's going to go somewhere and it's going to be used by the body so another reason why you should not be stressing about having a high carb meal you don't need to cut carbs low to lose fat by cutting carbs lower you're just literally getting rid of the excess water not fat so that's why we say if you if the keto diet isn't for you like if if for you that is a massive struggle and you absolutely love carbs you don't need to do it you really don't need to go down that route whatsoever um anything to add on that one michelle no you cover that perfectly. No? okay cool so the next one which follows on actually pretty perfectly from that is you may have eaten a higher volume of food simply, whether it was carbs, fat or protein. You just might have eaten more food in a particular day, a higher volume. So obviously, if you've got a higher volume of food in the body, for example, after that higher calorie day, if you've banked calories up throughout the week, then of course the scale is going to be heavier because the scale is measuring weight. So if you've got a higher volume of food in your body, in your digestive system, going through the digestive tract, then you are literally going to weigh heavier. And this isn't a bad thing. Again, it's not a bad thing. You Obviously, different foods, you could have completely different foods worth exactly the same amount of calories, so the same amount of energy, but they might weigh different. They're going to look different. You know, if you look at something like, I can't even think of examples off the top of my head now, but you could have 500 calories worth of, something that would be like, I don't know, something really small, like a cookie or whatever it might be, or 500 calories made up of this huge volume of more healthy, nutritious foods, which is a higher volume. It's going to weigh more, so it might weigh more in your system. <laughs> so it's going to make you heavier. So there's literally nothing wrong with that. Your body is literally just carrying more weight at that particular moment in time until it's been through your digestive system and come out of the other end which leads me on to the another point the third one again actually your bowels might be full so if you've weighed yourself and your bowels haven't emptied yet again you're going to have a higher volume of food in the body so you you might be heavier you probably will be a bit heavier especially if you're only weighing on a weekly basis say you weigh every saturday morning for example you might have been to toilet um the Saturday prior before you weighed or you might have gone like the night before or something or you might have had less volume of food in your system 
compared to the following Saturday when you might be weighing a little bit heavier. So there's all sorts of things going on in the body. So it really isn't just about fat. Like think about all of these things every time you're on the scale and before you even go mad or want to throw it out of the window or think you're not progressing or want to just throw in the towel and order a takeaway because you feel like, what's the point? Nothing I'm doing is working. Think about all of these things logically, like, and hopefully they will help you start to see sense. I covered a couple of points there, Michelle. Yeah. Anything you wanted to add? No, I think you've covered well, that perfectly. The only thing is, like, an, an average bowel movement <laughs> does can weigh a couple of pounds. Yeah. So if you do weigh a couple of pounds, like, I had a really bad relationship with um, natural tea. Okay. So I used to always take, like, natural, I can't remember what it was called, dieters tea. I always used to take a diet to see before I weighed in. So I'd empty my bowel before I checked into a, my coach because I knew, because I've got IBS, I only go like two or three times a week. So if I didn't go a few days prior, I would take the tea. So I'd weigh less the next day. That, that is right. such a bad, bad yeah. place to be in. Yeah. Um, and now I know, uh, now I'm more educated, that if I don't go and I went last time, I am going to weigh heavier. Like you, you do, and they can. I weighed it, <laughs> not actually weighed it, but <laughs> it does weigh about two pounds. Yeah, they can. Do you know what? I actually have some clients who I won't name any names, but some clients update their check in, uh, they'll fill in their form, and then they'll, they'll update it a little bit later and be like, update since I filled this in. <laughs> I've been to the toilet and I'm now two pounds lighter. <laughs> So I have clients, but I'm glad because they're recognizing it, you know, yeah. that system. it wasn't because they were two pounds fatter. Again, as you said earlier, if they haven't gone and eaten 7,000 calories above their maintenance calories, mm -hmm. then they're not going to have gained two pounds of fat whatsoever. So it is just about trying to think of these logical things. And that's such, that's what we want to try and get people to not do you know not make mistakes like that dietus team not become obsessed with the scale yeah. as much as more information is coming out now and people are a bit more aware it very much is still there there's still a long way to go and people are still and i think while slimming wills like slimming world and weight watchers and those sorts of things do exist it's always going to be there because so many women go to those and it literally is about that one day what you weigh and i've i've known people like colleagues friends are doing slimming world and they'll literally starve themselves the day before weigh day i'm not going to eat lunch today and i'm having just some soup tonight because oh yeah tomorrow because but surely that tells you that it's not fat like you're literally just going to have less food in your system but that's just where these slimming clubs are just going yeah. wrong and not um helping the situation at all really because that's really really unhealthy place to be um and there's there's obviously lots more points but the final one i put on my post so the final one i will cover today is just the scale it might fluctuate upwards depending again on where you are in your menstrual cycle as well so as females we've obviously got a lot going on in terms of our hormones at all different times of the month so in the menstrual cycle, as we get to the end of the luteal phase, which is the sort of second half beyond ovulation and when we're coming into the menstruating or our period, as we get to the end of the luteal phase, our body's level of estrogen and progesterone, if I've said that right, progesterone, <laughs> decrease. 
But these hormones also control the way your body regulates fluid as well. And just before your period, you might notice that water retention is really common and your muscle tissues are literally holding on to water in your body because of this. Uh, during the time in the lead up to your period, you might also experience bloating due to an increase in gas in your gastrointestinal tract. And then you might also notice that you get gastrointestinal issues. So you might be a little bit constipated in the lead up to your period as um, digestion starts to slow. And you might also get loose stools where the fluid balance in your small intestines is disrupted and a little bit imbalanced. So there's all of these things going on in your body and you might notice, and I certainly notice when my clients, and that's why on the check-in form, I ask which part of your cycle are you in? Because we can monitor that. Mm -hmm. And if the scale for a particular week is showing that it's up a little bit higher or, you know, they're two pounds heavier, but they've done everything by the letter. But if they say, oh, yeah, I'm due on my period in six days time or whatever, then we can start to think, right, OK, so you're in you're approaching the end of this luteal phase now. That makes complete sense. We can recognize it. Usually then the week of the period, the weight will come back down again. And we see these fluctuations all the time, up and down throughout the month. And again, start educating yourself and following this. If you weigh yourself on a daily basis, especially if you're also tracking your cycle, there's so many apps that you can do that on these days. So you can get a better understanding of how the female body is working. And I think we should probably do a podcast on it, to be fair, Michelle, um, yeah. about periods and you know, eating and cravings. We won't talk about that now, but there's so much going on in terms of hormones, water retention, bloating, gas, like all of these things are going to contribute. And yet again, they don't mean fat loss, fat um, gain in any way, shape or form. It's literally all of these processes that are going on in our weird and wonderful bodies. <laughs> so that's pretty much what my post was covering. It's just, and like I said, if you look at the, the graph of my client that I've put on there, you will literally see spikes up, 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 up. And then it goes down, up, down, up, down, up, down. But on a whole, on a trend, it's coming down. So the scale is good because it's one tool. But that's what we need to remember, that it is only one tool. And it's not the be all and end all. So we need to be looking at that in conjunction with measurements, in conjunction with progress pictures, and also paying attention to how you feel, how you look, um, and all of that as well, because sometimes you'll find even progress pictures are not showing exactly how, like I'll, at the moment I'm going through a dieting phase and I feel a little bit better. My clothes are fitting better. It's not quite showing through in my pictures yet. Um, but I know that my clothes are fitting better. My leggings are, you know, I've got a little bit less overhang on those. And um, I just feel generally a little bit better. My shorts, my pajama shorts are a little bit looser around my bum, for example, but the visible changes are not hugely there yet, but I'm only three weeks in. So that's absolutely fine. But it's just about keeping going. Don't get disheartened. Don't feel like if you are putting all of the work in, and obviously that's the caveat here is if you are putting all of the work in, you're in your calorie deficit, you're sticking to your plan or whatever it is you're doing. If of course you're going off and you, you're eating in a surplus and stuff, then you very well might be gaining some fat. But we're talking here purely about if you're following the plan, following the process and being consistent day in, day out, you're definitely going to be making progress. 
and you know if you do hit that plateau sometimes you will notice the, the scale weight and everything else will sort of hit that bit of a plateau there'll be a bit of a flat line that's when you know you need to make a change but until that point yeah you just keep going and you know that every single day you're putting in that work you're going to be making improvements and making progress and getting better so just remember that that scale number doesn't define you or your progress don't put all the emphasis on that and really try and think about it and use it as a tool use it as a piece of data try and think a bit more about your body the volume of food you're eating and where you are in your menstrual cycle all of these things and hopefully that will make you become less and less attached to that scale and you can just step on it and say all right okay cool and then carry on with your day just just do it for that to monitor the trend over a long period of time rather than on that day-to-day basis. Awesome. So we're just going to, that links us into my post. So my post um, goes out, or went out, it's actually scheduled to go out. So by the time you've listened to this, it would have already been posted. So it posted on um, Friday the 24th of September. Uh, my Instagram handle is liftfitness.michelle if you want to go and have a look. Now, the visual is me. So it's me from when I started my journey to the stage. And it actually took me for over four and a half years to actually get to the stage. Um, because of like setbacks in life. So my post is about not giving up after the setback. And it links into Jess's. So results are not linear. Um, like life isn't linear. No, things come up. Um, life happens. So it's, my post is basically about not giving up uh, when you have setbacks. Um, so the um, caption on mine is a winner. It's basically just a loser who tried one more time. So we are a sum of our actions and therefore habits make the difference. So it's about not giving up um, on things if things don't go to plan. So basically if you overeat. So for an example, like last Tuesday, it was Phil's birthday. Um, I used to have an all or nothing mindset. So when I was in the all mindset, um, I wouldn't have made him a cake because I knew I couldn't have a slice. I wouldn't have had some popcorn with him at the cinema. I would have took my chicken and rice and I wouldn't have had a birthday meal with him because I was on a plan. But now I'm more educated. I made him a cake and I had the biggest slice. I had some popcorn at the cinema and I had a burger with him. Now, it's how you re- and I, I kind of went over calories, but I just, next day I drew a line under it and I just got back to tracking. But before, when I was in the all or nothing mindset, I would have went, sod it, it's a Tuesday, I've gone off plan now, I ruined my results, I ruined the plan, I might as well just carry on eating now for the rest of the week and just start again on Monday. Now, that is the reason why it took me four and a half years to get to the stage because if I went off my plan just once I would have had the the fuck it attitude and just carried on eating and just started again on Monday and that was in a vicious cycle of over restriction and overeating now it's not the going off plan or eating over calories for one day is the issue now in the grand scheme of things if you overeat one day every couple of weeks it's probably not going to make make a difference it's how you react to that so I overate on the Tuesday and it's how I react to that overeating is the, the how I get results. So basically last time is how I react to it was the, the all or nothing attitude, fuck it. And then just carries on eating for the rest of the week. Whereas now I was like, right, I overate, draw a line under it. 
um, and just get back to tracking. So it's how we react to that is the issue. Um, so have you got anything to add on that? No, that it's just test? completely true, isn't it? It's just what you see time and time again. Oh, I went off track that day and then I just didn't track then for the rest of the week, but I'm mm -hmm. back on it from today. Like we hear it all the time. But just draw that line under it, like you said. And it's easier said than done, obviously, because it depends on the reasons why you've overeaten. Like, for example, this week was Phil's birthday. You consciously just wanted to have a nice day together, enjoy high calories and move on. If you're going to be doing that on a weekly basis, there's nothing wrong, by the way, with living your life and having a higher calorie day and going over once a week. It's just depends on how quickly you want to make progress. If you're happy with making slow progress and doing it over a long period of time, then then absolutely fine. But if you want results a little bit quicker, then sticking to it more often than not is going to be a little bit better. But no, nothing to add. It's just how you react 100%. And we've all been there, like us girls especially, I think. But even men, obviously, we all do it. We think, oh, God, I had that last night. So today I may as well finish off the rest of the chocolate that's in the cupboard. And then I may as well eat this six pack of crisps, get them out of the house. <laughs> but that's where it all starts to go wrong then, isn't it? And we need to be building up these good habits and just trying to enjoy life a little bit more at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So again, it links into Jess's post. So that's why like results are not linear. So you're going to have weeks where it's going to be someone's birthday. You go to a wedding, you go to a party, you know, your friend books you uh, um, a bottomless brunch where obviously you're going to go over calories for one day. So that's why your results are not linear. You, you Every week, you're not going to be on 60 calories every week. Like we're not robots. You yeah. know, we're, we're human at the end of the day. You know, things come up, life comes up. That's why it took me four and a half years to get to the stage. I mean, I started my goal in 2014 and I actually got to the stage in November 2018. There was birthdays, holidays, wedding. I got married, my own wedding. Three friends got married in 2016. Um, just things happened. Um, and I just wasn't ready to be in like six to a calorie deficit for so long. Like it's okay to um, not always have a fat loss goal. Like it's okay. Like right now my goal is to be at maintenance just to maintain my weight. Um, okay, I went over on Tuesday, but at the end of the day, I just went over once. Probably not gonna go over now. For, I haven't got nothing on for a good few weeks. So in the grand scheme of things that one day going over over the next couple of months is probably really not gonna make a difference. So my post is just basically like, it's okay to have setbacks. Setback, it doesn't mean that you failed. You only fail if you give up. Like my goal, okay, it took me a lot longer than I planned. I did plan to compete at the end of 2014. Four years later, I competed. But that was my goal. I didn't give up on my goal. Okay, my goal took me a lot longer, but I got there in the end. There was a lot of setbacks in those four and a half years. But if I gave up on the first setback or even the second or third or fourth setback then i would never have got to my end goal so like it's okay to take a step back now and then like it's okay for fat loss goal if your goal is fat loss like it's okay to gain a few pounds if you've got loads of like birthdays and weddings and stuff going on but don't give up like those setbacks are not failure they're just basically setbacks like like jess's um post like please go and see it um where you would see that at the end, um, 
the start weight, I can't remember the start weight, but it goes down eventually, but like there's hurdles in the yeah. middle. Um, but those hurdles are just life. Just It could be just things like just explain, like the carb intake, or it could be that you just took a couple of weeks off because it was the summer holidays. Yeah, and well, the one at the bottom, actually, with that particular client, where you'll see they went up a really big curve. She went on holiday for two yeah. weeks. And then she came back. So it was absolutely fine. No, no Yeah, problem. well, we've just had the summer holidays. So a lot of my clients, they went on, like, loads of day trips. Yeah. Um, so for some of my clients, what we did for the summer holidays is we put their calories at maintenance. Yeah. And we maintained for six weeks. Like it's okay to not always have the scales going down and like your fat loss going down. Um, so basically my post is don't give up on the first, second, third or fourth hurdle. Um, there's going to be quite a lot of hurdles. There's going to be loads of birthdays, weddings, um, loads of stuff going on. So just keep your, your end goal in mind. And if you've set yourself a date, like it's okay to move that date back. Like me competing. I moved my date back quite a few years, <laughs> but I got there in the end because I didn't give up. That was my end goal. Um, so yeah, there's going to be setbacks. There's going to be things to push you back. There's going to be life happens, but basically just, just don't give up. Like Jess's post is not linear. So um, yeah. Yeah, well, it's also true. And I love what you said there with, I did the same with some of my clients over the summer holidays as well. And there's a couple of clients now have come back and they thought they were ready to go again. And they just, I just can't get my head back into it. Just can't do it. Can't get into tracking. And I'm like, well, let's not track for a little bit then. But I've, I've asked them to think, what are your actual goals? Maybe you just don't want to lose any more fat. Maybe you're actually happy with where you are right now. So we've been working on that. And the one of them said, well, I do still want to lose about another stone, but equally at the same time, I'm, at the moment much smaller than I've been in absolutely years I'm fitter than I've been in years and I am feeling quite happy and I've got a lot of going on she's got work going on in the house and work is back in full swing and all of this other stuff and I'm like it's okay to spend a little bit of time or even a few months now just maintaining what you've achieved so far celebrate that like you don't need to go backwards you can maintain what you've achieved so yeah. far. you're happy enough yes you still want to progress and lose it a little bit more in the future but you don't have to do that right now it's not a race maintain now in a couple of months time you might feel like you're ready to have a big push again and then we'll drop calories and go down again but for now just focus on enjoying training and doing it a few times a week and just keeping up your fitness and health and training hard but without the stress of tracking your calories and am i losing fat every single week you don't need to be doing that so i love that it's literally and we, we've described them as hurdles, like life isn't hurdles, it's literally life, it's, it's enjoyment, it's social occasions and all the things that are going to help better your mental well-being as well, which is another part of being healthy, isn't it? You're having a... Exactly, so that's why I took Tuesday off, like I didn't track, because if I tracked, I'm in a good mind space now, but before, if I had tracked like the cake and the popcorn and the burger and seen that I ate like nearly 3,000 calories, I'd freak out. And then I'd probably do extra cardio to try and burn those calories yeah. off. Whereas if, like now, I just drew a line under it and those extra calories in the long run are not really going to make a difference in the grand scheme of things. No. But it was just good for me mentally to just take the day off. You know, just to take the day off tracking, just eat mindfully. So my breakfast was low carb, so I had like yogurt and fruit. 
And then I had lunch, I had like a chicken salad. So then my carbs, I had cake, popcorn and a burger. So yeah. it kind of, you know, I, I didn't like pick out all day, but I still didn't want to see that on my fitness pal. I just wanted a mental break from like tracking yeah. and feeling like I was on a diet. And it's okay to do that sometimes. Like I say to my clients, if they go out, if they know they go like the bottomless brunch, I'm like, just don't track it. Just have the weekend off. Exactly. It's not, it's not going to hurt. Do you know what I mean? They, they panic, like, how am I going to track everything on the bottomless brunch? I'm like, you don't. <laughs> yeah, don't back calories throughout Monday to Friday, so you've got, like, a bit of a buffer, but then who cares if you go over the buffer or whatever? You've you've made some attempt to, to yeah. set calories up and then just enjoy it and then get back to it. I've got a couple of clients going on a weekend away um, to Manchester this weekend for a friend's birthday. So, you know, I've said, obviously, I know you're not going to be tracking that weekend. So let's just do have a good week in the run up to then. Then you enjoy your weekend. And then we go again. Like, we'll just get straight back to it. I'm not going to be like, right, because you had that weekend off, we're going to drop your calories loads this week. And then you're going to do loads of extra cardio. Like, it's just unreal. And that's what a lot of people do. They yeah. think, oh my they God, do. I got a weekend away. They panic and then think, well, I might as well just stop. I might as well just stop coaching. Might as well just cancel my coach. And a lot of people do that. They're like, I'm going oh, yeah. away for a weekend. I might as well just like, no bother. I might as well just give up. Yes. Yeah. Which is just crazy. Like in the grand scheme of things, like that weekend, all right, yeah, for the next week or so, you're probably going to, your scales are going to go up. But who cares? It's you just know, why give up on your goal just because of one weekend? Exactly. And like you with the um, competing, obviously you know that a goal of mine, I've just always wanted to do a photo shoot. Because yeah. I wanted to compete a few years ago. I thought I did. Turns out I didn't. So I gave that up. But I, I want to push myself to some sort of limit and and commit to a photo shoot because I want to get my body into that condition just once. So that is what I'm currently doing at this moment. But in my head, I planned that I would have done that in April. Like I started in January of this year. As it turned out, I was still working my full-time job, doing coaching on the side up until July. Life was hectic. My business was my number one priority. I would lose a couple of pounds and then gain a couple of pounds, lose a couple of pounds, gain a couple of pounds. So overall it remained, you know, steady over, over the, however many months it's been. But now that I've quit my other full-time job, I'm now a few months into doing coaching full-time. I'm in a good rhythm. I feel like I'm in such a good headspace now that I can do it. So I didn't give up on that goal either. I'm just, I'm doing it a little bit later, but I've started now I'm into it and and I'm going now. And yes, in my head, I would imagined I would have been a little bit further ahead by now, but I'm not. But equally, life happened and other priorities were there. And now I can focus a little bit more. So I'm doing it. I'm not going to give up and think, oh, what's the point? I didn't do it. I failed that. I failed that goal. Well, I didn't because I can still do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <At the same. laughs> so, yeah, I think we've covered some very important messages in this podcast. Like I think hopefully you find it really useful and hopefully it will make you stop and think about things you know if you if you ever do find yourself whether it's stressing about the scale and just thinking what's the point in ordering a takeaway instead because the scale has gone up or whether it is that oh well I wanted to have lost all the weight by this date but I haven't so what's the point now whatever it might be or you know if it's I've eaten I've overeaten for my husband's birthday gone out for a meal had this and that had a load of drinks so what just draw that line under it stop and think do you need to be 
punishing yourself and doing loads of extra cardio and calories no because that's going to become horrible and you're going to end up probably failing at that for the week because you'll put too much pressure on so much easier to just draw a line under things and move on and accept it um and you'll you'll make more progress by doing it that way over time than if you try and race it and put too much pressure on yourself and end up giving yourself unrealistic targets that you just can't stick to really um so yeah loads and loads of important points covered in this podcast please do go and check out our posts both really important posts on instagram and you know if you find it useful as well and share it with your friends or tag them in the comments so that they yeah. can read and, and send them to this podcast so they can have a little listen to it because i am 100 percent sure that even if you're all, you're in a good mindset and you've got yourself to a place now where you understand all of this, I bet you you have at least ten friends you could yeah and could benefit from this. Um, so yeah, pass it on because we just want to help females stop obsessing over these things and start living life and enjoying life a little bit more while making progress and being a little bit kinder to themselves and embracing every part of the journey, basically. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, taking a few steps back is part of the journey as well. So yeah. just in, enjoy it, enjoy all of it. You know, having a fitness goal doesn't have to be your life and fit it into your life. You know, having meals out and enjoying birthdays is part of your life and part of the process. So, yeah, it, you know, it took me a while to get there. It probably take you a while to get there. So, um, yeah, if you do need any help, send me and Jessica um me or Jessica a message because we've both been there ourselves. We've both be, had the all or nothing mindset. We've both tried all the diets under the sun. Um, we both yo-yoed for years and now we're both in such a good place that we can now help, help people and, and share our experience. So, you know, just drop us a message if you do need any help. Yeah, please do. And thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. It's been good. Yeah, thanks. So don't forget to follow us. Our Instagram handles are going to be um, on this. So um, please follow us. Please send us a message if you need any help. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.